This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Mets fans, it's time for another episode of Future of Flushing. Now the minor leagues might take off Mondays, but John and Vito don't. We're back with another episode, and today what we have for you is a super special episode that we recorded with Tyler Stewart in Brooklyn. Now you might be wondering yourself, why are you dropping this Tyler Stewart interview that you recorded about a week and a half ago? Well, John, why don't you tell him why? Well, Vito, for the Mets fans who are unaware of Tyler Stewart, it's now time to get familiar with Tyler Stewart. Um, quite frankly, one of the best pitchers in the minor leagues right now, a 147 ERA this season. That's one of the lowest marks across all minor league baseball. A whiff rate above 35%, a strikeout rate over 30%, a walk rate under 10%. Taken in 2022, Tyler Stewart has been one of the breakout pitchers in the Mets system. Had another great start this past weekend, so we figured it's time to share our conversation we have with Tyler. Now, we had a lot of fun when we went to this Brooklyn Cyclones game a few weeks ago. This is the game where John fell in love with the King. This is the Mm -hmm. game where I got this sick hat. Now, you know how I got this hat? Even though I'm the promo god, John and I had no idea what the promo was that night. Turned out it was union rep night. And in order to get this hat, we had to walk around the stadium and we had to talk to five union representatives and uh, fill out a bingo card. And then you got this hat at the end. It was ecstatic. Yeah, it's a great hat. The giveaways at uh, Maimonides Park are incredible. Took home a Nacho's helmet that I'm uh, sporting right now on my display case. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it was just a great day in general. Hats, conversations with Tyler Stewart. um, A lot of fun in Brooklyn. And the service was incredible. I mean, what John's not mentioning about this Nacho helmet is he bought the Nacho helmet and the workers said, hey, why don't we put this in a regular paper thing so you don't have to get your Nacho helmet all full of cheese? And the biggest part that I almost didn't bring up, John got nachos. Hold the nachos. Oh, yeah, that, that did happen. Look, it was like 830 at night. No one needs all that salt at that time. I thought you were going to talk about the tea. That was. Well, I don't think we should talk about the tea. I think we just talk <laughs> oh, about the nachos and the fact that you got a bowl full of pulled pork. Uh, it was chicken. A little chicken okay. walk. Um, yeah, it was a great snack. It was it was it literally was everything I needed at that moment. Didn't need the chips. Wanted a little protein. They were able to accommodate. Couldn't have been any happier. It was a really fun night at the ballpark. I mean, you got to go out to a Cyclones game because like there's such talent at that club right now. And that's why we're here with this interview with Tyler Stewart. We have another episode we're going to drop at some point that features Paul Gervais, who is a reliever to watch for the Cyclones right now. So stay tuned. And here it is, our interview with Tyler Stewart. What's up, Mets fans? Welcome back to another episode of Future of Flushing. Jonathan Barron, Vito Calise. Very, very humbled and happy to be joined by Mets pitcher Tyler Stewart. Tyler, thanks for taking the time. Sure, absolutely. So we cannot talk to you without talking about the brilliant start you're off to, obviously. First full year pro ball. Um, amongst pitchers in high A, your top 10 in ERA, whiff rate, strikeout rate, and FIP, which means the ERA is not, uh, not an aberration, easy for me to say. Um, what has led to the success that you've had so far? I would say just early on was just kind of filling up the zone, let my stuff work. Later and later in the starts I've been getting is, 
you know, just I mean, not being afraid of contact, especially like early on, maybe try to get some punches early on in the in the game. But I would say later on, just, you know, landing slider, OO, um, just keeping hitters off balance, make them guess more often than not. Well, you bring up the slider. I was going to bring up the slider later, but let's just talk slider now. Uh, it's a pitch that has helped you generate a lot of whiff. Um, it's a pitch that you've developed recently. Where did you come up with the pitch? When did you start throwing it, and how has it gotten to the point where it is right now? Yeah, so uh, I was very fastball heavy in college. Um, I, would, I would guess probably around 80%, 85% fastball. Um, so this offseason, that was my main focus. Like, I need an out pitch that can get under barrels, you know, keep, keep hitters more so on my slider as opposed to, like, on my fastball. So that is something I attacked. I mean, it, I changed. I used, like, Edgertronic cameras to okay. kind of get on that. Um, I was playing with um, my grips A to begin with, so you need to find something that's comfortable. After that, I was I was going with wrist position, pressure on the on the ball, using seam, just kind of manipulate like whether I want depth, sweep to it, you know, something that worked. And I would just build off, you know, in spring training, I would go and throw one or two innings, and if it if it played success, you know, I would work on that and be like, okay, like this is it. Or you know, if I was not having as much success with it, I'd be like, okay, so I need to fix some things in the in my bullpen sessions to work with it. And I think I've gotten to a good point where I can, depending on what count it is, manipulate it how I want and, and go from there. So let's talk about your journey of how you got to where you are right now. Uh, you had a recovery from Tommy John, which led you to going from a starter to a reliever back to a starter. Do you want to tell us how important it was for you to get back to being a starter and what that whole process was like for you? It was long. Um, I, I didn't know. I built up as a starter kind of coming off that Tommy John surgery. We were very, very talented in college, so um, it just kind of made more sense to go into that reliever role. Um, it, it wasn't crazy hard for me to go two or three innings because I've been, you know, in high school I went six, seven in innings or whatever it was. I would say the transition going from relieving back to starting was a little different. Um, I didn't have any, too many problems building up to that. It was just, I mean, it kind of took a few weeks or months, whatever, to slowly go from 30 pitches all the way back up to 80. But I would say overall, I haven't had too many problems with it. I kind of like it having that, those five or six days off between starts and um, keeps me healthy, keeps me in a routine and not really so more guessing if I'm, if I'm gonna throw one day or you know be ready every single day type feeling. I, I know exactly when I'm gonna throw, so I think that's kind of the easier part of it. Yeah, and I pretty much just glossed right over it, but let's talk a little bit about your recovery from Tommy John and what that was like. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, for everyone, I mean, it's never easy, obviously. Yeah. It's it's hard. It's just, you know, when you get that MRI back and you're like, oh, it's torn. It's like, okay, like I gotta get surgery, but. I mean, if you just set many goals along the way, you know, whether it's like right when you get out of your cast, if you can do a certain amount of reps with some type of grip strength, you know, something like that. It's just you set many goals along those 12 to 18 months or whatever. I think it kind of goes by much faster, and especially when you start throwing. It's really not not too bad. I mean, you'll have your days where you're more sore than others, but um, especially when you start getting back into games, it starts flying by. And when you're on the mound, it's, it's a lot easier. Good process. Yeah. What were some things you learned um, during your Tommy John recovery journey that have helped you be so successful, especially this year? I would say the big thing is arm care. Uh, I mean, I've, I've really emphasized arm care this year. It's just, I mean, it's better to be on the field than off. I mean, if you're having right. struggles on the field, um, that can always be fixed. But if you're, if you're hurt, I mean, that's hard to just fix overnight, you know, it's so. Um, I'd say the big thing coming off Tommy John was that I just I needed to attack arm care a lot better, um, figure out my body and, and get a better understanding of what I need to do day to day as opposed to just going out there and throwing and maybe putting a bag of ice on and that's it. You know, I, I understood that between my starts that you got to do a lot more than just, just throwing a baseball. Now in college you recorded the final out in a championship game against a team including that guy <laughs> right there. <laughs>
He's, staying, he's close enough with an earshot to hear it. Do you guys still talk about that rivalry? Does that come up? Well, like, yeah, how much we, does yeah, it? Yeah, we, we talk about that. <laughs> sorry, Paul. Uh, yeah, I don't think he likes that too much, but it's all right. I mean, no, we, we joke about it. I mean, always we, we've always had respect for each other. I mean, since that day, it's, we're good, good friends. So. College takes you to the draft. Tell us about your draft process. About a month and a half, I'd say, somewhere in there, around um, between the end of the season and the draft. I. I just keep throwing stuff like that. I talk to teams and kind of what the process is going to look like leading up to the draft. It's kind of quiet for that first month, nothing crazy. Then the combine happens and um, I mean, just more so just trying to stay busy for that month and a half. It's hard not knowing where you're going to be, how it's going to end up, but I mean, it's good to spend time with family and friends and just kind of you know enjoy the process. And then when that draft day happens, it's it's a good feeling getting your name called. What was it like seeing the Mets be the one to oh, call it was your a good name? Feeling. Great fit. Yeah. No, I was super pumped. I know that they've had tremendous success in the past, and um, it's a great fit. Yeah, for sure. Pumped. So now you're in the organization. What has your experience been like in the player development side? Just the Mets helping you as a pitcher um, continue your path, obviously, with your ultimate goal pitching in the big leagues one day. I, I thought that the um, their player developments, honestly. Top of, top of the line. I mean, I was, I had a good set. Um, I kind of knew where I was going to be and kind of what was going to go on when I got here, but I was still blown away, even though I still had a good feeling on what that was going to look like. I mean, from nutrition side of things, the, you know, getting your vitamins every single day, um, something I was not used to was that with uh, I mean, all the technology going on mm-hmm. too, just to help, you know, pitch development, all that stuff. I mean, I was blown away. I mean, they do a tremendous job of developing guys over the years, so. What's something you want Mets fans to know about you? We play a lot of these things on the scoreboard, so there's a lot of fans who might be seeing you for the first time. What would you like them to know? I love competing. I mean, that's probably the biggest thing about me. I just love being, you know, one-on-one against a hitter. I mean, that's probably one of my favorite things to do. I mean, pitching is just so fun, but just having that one-on-one battle, whether it's, you know, I want to strike him out or, you know, he gets a hit in the first inning off me, I face him again in the third. I love just competing just every single day. Yeah, it's fun. Now, you are one of a few tall drinks of water here on the Cyclones sure. team and really across the organization. Yeah. Um, Vito and I were talking before we started, do we stand or do we sit? And I suggested we sit. Um, neither of us are short. Vito's like 6'2". I'm 6'2", but 6'3 on my hinge profile. <laughs> <laughs> I'll call myself six foot. Uh, but you're 6'9". Yeah. So my question for you is, how do you leverage your height when you're on the pitcher's mound? I would say a lot of it, like extensions, huge. Um, I don't have the highest arm slot in the world. Um, I'm kind of more three-fourth, um, but I'd say extension, getting on that mound, kind of using that extra six inches to my advantage and getting down the mound, um, as opposed to you know standing up tight and trying to get it down. I kind of try to get out there more as opposed to being six foot, I guess. And have the three of you taken it, found a local court here, and, and play we have not. Hoops? No? We have not. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I love to shoot, but. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if that's the best idea. I don't really want to, you know, roll an ankle or something that, like that. You know what? That's fair. That's responsible. Yeah. And that might be yeah. the biggest takeaway is right. got a responsible young man yeah. right here. What's it like being in New York? What have you experienced in Brooklyn so far yeah. while you've been here? No, it's been awesome. Um, my brother actually lives in Chicago. So okay. like, I was telling him, like, I mean, I've, I've gotten used to, like, getting around the city a little bit. Um, this is a little bigger than Chicago, I'd say. But uh, no, it's been awesome. I mean, we, we try to go up to like downtown Brooklyn area or Manhattan as much as we can, especially on our off days. I mean, why not? It's, it's a great city. I mean, it's easy. There's so many places, it's never ending. What's the best food you've had so far while you've been here? I would say pizza, probably. I mean, it's hard not to say Name that. Name a spot. I mean, we need a spot. Uh, Giuliana's. 
You know yeah. that one? Julian, is that Juliana. in downtown Brooklyn? It's in Brooklyn. Yeah. yeah. That's probably the favorite uh, place. Is that where you guys went? I heard Blade Tidwell saying that you guys went to a spot last night. Um, yeah, we went to a place last night. Was, it wasn't that, but I went Grimaldi's. there a few weeks ago. I haven't been there. That's right next door to uh, Juliana. So. Well, <laughs> we got live, uh, live interviews right here. So when that day comes, the big league debut, what's the song going to be playing when you're on the mound taking those warm-up pitches? That's tough. What do you bar, bar guitar and a honky tonk crowd is what I got right now. Whiskey Myers. All right. Um, if that's what I'm feeling that day, that's what I'm gonna go with. But I don't know yet. I don't know. Now, do you think it's important to just pick one and stick to it, or like every every time you're out, you go out there and maybe change it up based I've on changed, the day? Yeah, based on the last three years, I've changed it. Okay. Um, I think you you should stick with the same one all year. Got it. Um, but yeah, I've I've changed um, every single year I've been throwing. So cool. that's a good one though. I mean. Can't complain. It's a good one. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much, Tower. Appreciate it. Uh, continued success this year, man. Sure. Absolutely. Thank you. Well, nothing gets the juices flowing like doing an interview about 50 feet away from live batting practice with uh, with baseballs flying all over the park, including seemingly right at you. But um, you know, luckily everyone, no one got hurt. Uh, Tyler was there, his six nine frame, uh, there to protect us. And you know, like we said before the interview started. A great conversation with a great pitcher and a great dude. And that's it for today's episode. Hope you enjoyed the interview. We will be back tomorrow with another one of our recaps. As we said before, minor leagues don't play on Monday, so there's not much to talk about last night. But there's a ton to talk about from this past weekend. So stay tuned. Go to all major podcast platforms. Find us on Future of Flushing. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Mets Player Dev. And we'll see you all in the future.